Welcome, everyone. I'm Welcome. Kristen. No, no. I'm Lauren. Don't hit it with... Oh, oh, don't try to start with the song <laughs> and, and then backtrack. <laughs> like, you don't always have a song. Anyway, guys, welcome to the Left Field Podcast. Um, We are here to give you the motivation that you need to get your dream career, the tools that you're going to need along the way, Um, and just to give you that little extra oomph to let you know you can do it, girl. Y'all know why we're here. This is like our 10th episode. Is this our 10th episode? No, 11th. Ah, this is 11th. Snap, child. So as you can probably hear, I am a bit under the weather. No need to adjust your headphones. I do sound like this. Um, But I'm going to try to get through the podcast without, like, hacking and coughing in your ears. So, yeah, put her on y'all prayer list, (laughs) y'all. Please do. I don't want to be sick and shut in no more. (laughs) Please, (laughs) Come get me. Okay. So, um, today we're going to talk about a few different things. Um, we're going to start talking about burnout in the workplace and how you can kind of implement different ways of self-care to make sure that you are taking care of yourself, whether it's your job that's burning you out or your job and also your entrepreneurial endeavors, all that. Your family or whatever. Whoever you end up taking care of, all that stuff. We're going to talk about how that um, manifests itself and and shows up as superwoman syndrome or um, strong black woman syndrome. And then we'll talk about um, Auntie Maxine a little bit, if we can fit all that in. That's our plan for today, at least. Now you know what you're going to hear for the next 30 minutes. Um, So let's go ahead and start talking about burnout. So we all know burnout means... um, it's when you have kind of run yourself ragged. You've been working, working, working. It's kind of consumed your life. And now, like, you have no more to give. That's yeah. burnout. So what we want to do is try to avoid burnout for sure. Um, but sometimes you don't really have that privilege. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, and and yeah. you look up and you're burnt out. So. Um, Laura, I remember, or you were saying that you have been kind of burnt out just from everything you're doing with work because you do have a Mm full-time job and you also have, um, passion projects on the side that could, that take up a Mm -hmm. lot of your time. So yeah. Tell us about that. How you feeling, girl? What's going on? Talk to us. Oh man, I've been super burnt out lately. I think it's been a combination of physically, um, I was really sick a few weeks ago and I had to go to the hospital. What? Yeah. I I mean, I I left that day. You know, I don't like to be like, I don't like to be alarming people to things. So I didn't really talk about it. But yeah, I got really sick. Well, thank you for telling me, um, your friend for the past 10 years, that you were so sick that you had to go to the hospital. It it was, I, I I didn't say overnight. And again... Again, I don't like to alarm people because it happened and then I got over it and I was like, all right, I'm good. I'm good. Uh-huh. So let's discuss Gucci. this. What's, so what's going on? What is it that it's, um, that's burning you out? I think it was just so much. So work is mentally draining because it's, um, for the most part, I'm speaking in a different language for, you know, 60% of the day, mm-hmm. if not more. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's high volume and it's like just a lot of things you have to deal with. So by the, the end of the day, I'm just mentally exhausted, mm-hmm. which makes me physically exhausted. Definitely. Um, 
but I do have, you know, technically three passion projects because, you know, I have the two other, you know, businesses that I run and then I have this podcast. Mm, uh, um, mm-hmm. And so when I'm mentally exhausted from work, I don't get the luxury to just go home and just be like, I'm going to do nothing. Right. I have to keep working. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, after I got sick, I was just like, ugh. I'm Did they say that it was related busy. to stress or? No, I got food poisoning. Okay, okay. So, and it's because I eat any and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'll continue to do that because I was, <laughs> they couldn't pinpoint where exactly it came from. So I was like, who knows? I can't deprive myself. Um, <laughs> okay, so you were. No. Go ahead. Yeah, so I got, uh, so I was physically just tired and drained mm-hmm. for a while. And then emotionally, you know, I'm in a foreign country and I don't have, you know, my support system right there. You know, everyone's a phone call away, but sometimes that's just like. Not close enough. Yeah. And my phone number comes up as like, (laughs) recently my phone number has been coming up as scam likely. So (laughs) people aren't picking up my phone calls either. Oh, no. Oh, that's sad. Okay. Because, yeah, because when my I call out, I still have my U.S. number, but when I call out, like, the Mexican towers, Mm -hmm. uh, scramble my number sometimes. And so, like, whoever's, these smartphones be trying to, like, be too smart. (laughs) They start, right, they've been starting tagging my phone calls as scam likely. So people are like, um, I'm not picking up. Right. So that, yeah. So I've just been, you know, separated from friends and family Mm -hmm. uh, for almost a year now. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then work itself was doing too much. And then I have all these other obligations that, I mean, technically I could stop doing them today if I wanted. I could just be like, I'm done. But I mean, that's not how I roll. Got it. So it's somewhat self-inflicted burnout. Yeah, it's like half self-inflicted, half uh-huh. not. So it. okay. it's like if I decided I don't want to do any other, I, I'm going to stop all of my passion projects, all of the things I've started to build and grow. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just quit that today. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd have a lot more free time on my hands. Right, but you don't want to do that because um, then you would be, have wasted, you know, you're not pursuing your goals. You you, you tag. Right. You would tag right. black woman. Uh, right. You would tag and then, black woman. The other, you know, the family thing, family and friends, I can't change that, you know. So that's yeah. just life, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so then what have you tried yeah. to do? Or are you kind of looking for um, ways to mitigate that burnout? Like, have you started, do you practice any type of self-care? What seems to work for you? Are you having I, to make time to do that, which is causing you more stress? I do, but it's a little bit of both, right? Mm-hmm. So I try to get massages very regularly like at least twice a month if not if i could if i could remember to schedule it i do it every week i get a massage every week Mm -hmm. um but it's that kind of thing of having to remember to do that but what i've definitely started to do is book small trips to go see friends and loved ones that's Um, good yeah because i that is like just really giving me a a huge boost of morale Mm -hmm. um So I've done that. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say, I think what you say is important about um, 
like having something consistent and weekly that you can look forward to. Like, you know, not everybody can afford to get massages or be able to take trips, but there are things that you can do. There's things that you enjoy. Mm -hmm. You love to travel. So that's why you're taking trips. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you love to be, have people feeling on you. That's why you get these massages. Uh, <laughs> um, pause. You know, okay. So, but you know what I mean though. You know, you know, you know what I mean? So I think that, that that is super important. Like being able to have something regularly scheduled that you can look forward to every week. Um, so that you don't replace it with bad habits like I have. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that. No, exactly. And, and and it's because I went for a long time not doing that. Like I just, for a while, I kind of just forgot to schedule massages. So I stopped. Mm -hmm. um, and then I forgot. I was so, just so gun ho on like working, working, working. I, I had forgot to cultivate and manage the relationships I'm building here locally, mm -hmm. as well as reaching out to uh, friends and family. And I looked up and I was just like, I'm tired. This is this is something I have to give. And I was going through the nat natural progression of, you know, living in a foreign country, a new place, and, you know, the peaks and valleys that you go through where it's, at times you love it and it's great and it's amazing. Yeah, and at, at times, times you hate I, it hated and i recently got to a point where i was just like i can't take this anymore like i was just like i can't drive another day in this godforsaken city i'm gonna die <laughs> Don't make me laugh. i hate it Don't make me laugh. i gotta get out so okay i think yeah. that that also you you said that like the things that you do um are pretty healthy for you but i know i mean i know a ton of people who have gotten into um, like corporate jobs or I wouldn't even say corporate, but I would say high stress jobs where they're being burnt out and they gain weight. I'm, I was definitely mm. one of those people. Really? Um, oh yeah. Because like my day is so stressful. I'm looking forward to what I'm gonna eat for lunch. Like, all right, mm -hmm. ooh, you know, I'm about to treat myself. I'm gonna mm -hmm. eat this whole plate of rice and beans and chicken. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm gonna eat this whole thing because like, that's mm -hmm. my, that's my reward for the day. And I think that that can, um, like, eating more and also mm -hmm. just the stress building up can, can cause you to gain, to gain weight as well. No, that's true. That's so true. Yeah. So I, um, I have a, I have a high metabolism. Um, and so luckily oh, I don't. isn't that great? Oh, you and your high metabolism. Oh, hair flip. Oh, so skinny <laughs> and stuff. Anyway... Luckily, um, I, I don't pick up a lot of weight. But what mm. I noticed I was doing, which is why I think I got sick, is I was eating crap. Like, I think I had gone, like, a week or two without eating a single vegetable. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> Ooh, I'm just thinking, like, how my stomach would be all messed up, girl. Oh like, not having regular bowel movements. Definitely like, not. Uh, all backed up. <laughs> I would be like, Jesus, help god oh my god don't make me laugh and so what i had to start i had to like that's like what you said was so important it's so important rather because i like my body was also weak and feeling broke down because i wasn't eating healthy i wasn't yeah. eating right so i had to like and it's hard to when to you like healthy snacks driving from yeah. here to there and you got to go here quick and you have to plan your meals ahead right. of time if you don't want to eat bad. yes yeah I, I'm, I'm not really good at that so i i want to close up talking about burnout so that we can kind of transition this to talk about superwoman syndrome um because i think that that burnout comes from that like i'm every woman 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm going to do everything. I'm not just going to have a full-time job in one passion project. I'm going to have three. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that we don't reach out for help. A lot of um, society nowadays is has really taught us to be like, um, keep pushing, don't stop, no matter what. Mm-hmm. You know, And I think that that has value. But it becomes a problem when it starts to manifest itself physically in negative ways. Um, or it starts to destroy your relationships with people who are important to you. I think that there's definitely mm-hmm. a limit to to what you should be able to do. And I think for women and for women of color especially, it's even more difficult because we've, or it's even more pervasive because we've been taught to think that we are strong black women. We don't have, we don't get tired. You know, mm-hmm. we we can do everything. We saw our moms do it. We saw our grandmas yeah. do it. You know, do everything. And and little do we know like what our what they were going through. You know what I mean? Right. They just didn't show it outwardly to us, which is why we think it's normal to be trying to do everything and anything. Right. So it's like a difficult balance. It's hard to it's hard to figure out when like how much is too much. And I always remember when Go ahead. My bad. I'm just rambling on. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I was going to say I completely agree. I think at a certain point, it also became like growing up be, for me is personally, it became like a source of pride. Yeah, and I think for a lot of women of color, yeah. it, it becomes like a source of pride and like responsibility where yeah. it's like you have to I have to do this. I have to maintain X, Y and Z. Mm-hmm. I have to take care of my moms. I have to help my little nephew do this. I have to say yes to the extra hours at work because I need to get promoted or I need this to look better. Um, Mm -hmm. And like, I can do it. Like, of course, I'm successful. I'm smart. I I can manage. I can do this. Right. Look at Um, all I've done before. Right. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I I think that that is definitely a a good side and a bad side to that because it does kind of give you that extra motivation to feel like you can accomplish the impossible. Mm-hmm. But when you start to inco- uh, start to try accomplishing multiple impossible things at the same time, you know, Oprah says you can never have it all at the same time. Oprah said that. Yeah. So you know it's true. Because <laughs> Oprah said it, yeah. You know she don't lie about right. that. Right. Because she would know, right? No, that's so true. Super. It's so true. And woman syndrome, I had sure. to learn that. I had to learn that the hard way, um, even now with, you know, some of my passion projects, I had to, I, there was at a point where I just like, couldn't, I couldn't, I was like, I can't schedule anything else for this particular project. Mm -hmm. I can't, I don't have enough time. It's just me. It's just not going to happen. Whereas if I had thought ahead earlier and gotten help, and someone else to manage it it would have i would have been able to you know keep going at the same rate yeah and but asking for help is a this foreign thing for a lot of women like us um and sometimes it's even particularly when you're in new places or you're in new spaces and you don't know where to go to ask for good help you don't know and so for me it's a bad bad habit that i need to get rid of but Mm -hmm. like if i don't if i can't figure out like a path to 
through a problem or a path to success or somewhere to start, I get overwhelmed and I just don't do it. Yeah. That's the tough part and instead of just trying yeah. and finding somebody to help Yeah. With. And I've just like, I don't know where to start to look like outside of the traditional, like, you know, I, Craigslist or whatever, stranger danger. Uh-huh. I, I didn't know where to go. So I was just like, I can't, I can't even begin to really formulate where my solution path is going to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put that to the side and just keep working. Yeah. I think that makes sense. And I think that a lot of people and not even, you know, particularly women of color face this. You know, I think that a lot of women in general have that superwoman syndrome that, um, uh, you know, you 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 have multiple roles that you're fulfilling and you're trying to be the best in every single one of those roles at every, mm-hmm. you know, at all times. I think that it's just pronounced for women of color um, just due to the fact that a lot of us have been doing on our own for a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that asking yeah. for that asking for help thing is 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 the worst. And we don't want to quit, right? We don't want to be quitters. We don't want to say, you know, it's hard to say, you know, maybe this is not for me. Because how do you know? Mm-hmm. Like, are you going to quit? So right. So what I wanted to mention is that you know we bring up all these problems and all that stuff, and that's cool. But how do we solve it? So one thing that really helped me with burnout. Um, I was super burned out at my last two jobs for a variety of reasons, but I knew that I was going to be there for a while. So I had to figure out ways to mitigate that burnout. So what I used to do is like book 90% of my day. Okay. Um, And now I don't do that. I only book enough work for four hours. I work eight hours a day. We'll say give or take. So I only book enough work for, for half of that because I know, that things are going to come up. It would happen every single day. I would have a perfectly planned out week down to the out. I mean, so busy that I was planning out like bathroom breaks. <laughs> oh my god, It's gosh. so sad. It's so sad. But I feel like I've heard that before. Like, I feel like people have to, like, I forget sometimes to eat lunch. Oh, like yeah. you have, you like have to plan out mm-hmm. and like book. For sure. Essentials, For which sure. is crazy that we've gotten to a point where we're working so much yeah yeah so I would do that and I would never get anything done and it would only cause me more you know anxiety and stress because I could never get all my all my things checked off I started booking half of my day everything changed it got so much better because I didn't have any extra time for sure because I there was already stuff that's going to be coming in you know what I mean and compounded with that was my inability to authoritatively say no um, mm-hmm. So when my boss would ask me to do stuff, I would say yes immediately. I never said no to my boss. Mm. Even though I knew that with the time I had, I wouldn't be able to produce the best product that I could. Um, mm-hmm. I never said that. Side note, there was actually, at my last job, our bosses, uh, me and another coworker of mine, another in a leadership position, they had us, they thought that we weren't doing enough. They couldn't figure out why we were so busy. So they literally had us write down every single thing that we did for a week. Like from the time we came mm-hmm. in, the calls that we answered, the conversations that we had. And I kept that list to remind myself, Trick, you was doing too much. And that's why you gained all mm-hmm. that dang on weight and why you were so stressed out and crying every day on your way home to and from work. Because you were doing a Would lot. You- but you know what? That's I was just actually going to say, uh, just as a quick caveat on your note about your boss asking you to do all this work and you not being able to say no, yeah. even though you can produce a product. I was going to say one really good uh, tool that one of my mentors, Cicely, uh, you know, Cicely, yes, I do. Um, 
<laughs> trying to be like Cicely um, Bailey. <laughs> Uh, one of the things that she uh, told me to do one time is uh, when pushing back, how to push back to your boss ah. or um, when they're giving you more work is to kind of do what you said your boss told you to do. Write all, down all the stuff that you're doing uh -huh. and how much time you're spending uh -huh. uh, apart, like how much of your 100% capacity are you spending on each task mm. and then present and then say, okay, this is what I'm currently doing. I'm already at 120% capacity. Mm -hmm. You would like me to do X, Y, and Z now. How can we adjust what I'm already responsible for uh -huh. so that I can successfully do that? The last um, part, I think, is the most important. Because mm -hmm. you didn't say, I ain't got time for this. You mm -hmm. said, how would you like me to mm -hmm. adjust these tasks? Because that lets them know, I can't do everything, but it's yeah. also not an outright, no, I'm not doing this, which can come yeah, off Yeah, it's valid. just that, like, yeah. right. That's good. Yeah, the bosses don't like no. Oh, yeah, no. Just anything <laughs> but that. Not like <laughs> anything. <laughs> um, so, yes, I definitely agree. And as somebody who was a boss and who had staff, I would have loved to hear them say that because... Hearing no, I don't have time. Okay, then if I see you having a side conversation with somebody twice in the day, I'm like, oh, but you didn't have time though. Like you didn't have time to do yeah. that. But you, but then if you're showing me this, like as a a roadmap to see to see what you're doing, that that makes total sense to me. You're right, that exactly. And I think and I think I think it works for both of you because you can because I think a lot of times you don't realize how much work you're doing mm -hmm. um, until you write it down and you see. Oh crap, like I'm, I'm doing way much. This is why I'm always at work late. Yeah. This is why I'm always working through lunch. So, hey boss, this is what I'm currently doing and I'm way over capacity. Like, right. I need your help and guidance on how we can mitigate this yes. and manage it. Yes, I love that. That is a really good okay. tool. I wish that we had said that earlier so that people wouldn't have to search through the podcast to get that response. But that's all right, because there it is. Hopefully y'all still Very tuned in. <laughs> Um, so the last thing I wanted to mention before we get into our regularly scheduled segments is the, is Auntie Maxine. We love Auntie Maxine, mm -hmm. um, because she is an outspoken woman, an outspoken black woman, and she has outright opposed, um, someone's president, uh, not mine, but the one who's the president of the United States. Um, he has, she's opposed him, right, y'all's president, um, and she 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 is not backing down and i think that that is very cool however i would like to discuss this term strong black woman and we may not really have time to really get into all of the nuances of this term but i think that it has a good connotation and it also has bad connotation i think that um, when I whenever I hear somebody say I'm a strong black woman, especially when they say it like that, because you know that's how she says it, mm -hmm. it makes me think of a stereotype, and I, it makes me think of strong black woman syndrome, where it's like black women are expected to be sassy, they're expected to yeah. be um, uh, aggressive, hmm, aggressive. What's wrong with being aggressive? Yeah, I would say they're they're expected to be aggressive. They're expected to be, you know, these go-getters, which is a good thing in in some in some terms, but not all black women are like that. Not all black women are sassy. Mm -hmm. So does that mean that she's not a strong black woman? 
Yeah. What do you I think? Mean, I, I think it goes back to the, to what we were talking about earlier, like the doing too much, being overworked, uh-huh. and but feeling as if like, well, I'm a strong black woman, I can do this. Yes. Like my grandmama did it, my mama did it. Like this is just what we do. Yes. We just we just do twice as much mm-hmm. for twice for a half the credit. And I'm not gonna you know? complain about it. Right. I, I'm just. It's you know what. It's just. What it is. I'm not going to seek I think help that, when I'm burnt out. When I want to mm-hmm. cry. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to go to therapy. Right. I'm not going to any no. of that. Mm-hmm. You know? We talked about, so, oh, we should post something about Molly from Insecure. Because remember, she was like real mm-hmm. um, against going to therapy. Therapy. Stay tuned for that, She y'all. was. Mm-hmm. Um, she was. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think, I agree with you. I think sometimes the strong black woman... Uh, strong black woman trope, I guess you call it trope, literary trope is, yeah. is is damaging and it's hurtful, mm-hmm. um, and it also makes people. It also I th- I think sometimes contributes to the stereotype that black women don't need help yeah. and we don't need existence. We don't need someone to ask about us. You know, I feel like we're always constantly. For a lot of us, we're constantly like the rock yeah and if something goes down someone can come to us someone can talk to us about this but like no one's ever coming to see how we're doing because yep. people are just like oh well she good she's a strong seen, black yeah woman. yeah she's strong she got this she uh-huh. she stay handling stuff up yeah give this extra project to kristen she she did so good on the last one yeah she has three things but she's so good at that like uh-huh. she's fine she can That's do just it how she is she's just like olivia pope you know, she just handles it. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Am I? Yeah, I don't know. So basically what right. I'm saying is that I'm torn between feeling as though it's a myth and feeling as though it's a battle cry. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm torn. I'm torn on the, on, the, on the term. But we'd love to hear your feedback about being a strong black woman or how you feel referring to yourself or others as strong black women. Um, I think there's two sides to every coin, and, and I, what I think is most important is that we're having the conversation and that we're not accepting somebody else's definition of us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think that's the most important. All right. Absolutely. So we'll get some dialogue going on our Facebook account and also our, our uh, Instagram. But in the meantime, in between time, you trying to hit these... Um, <laughs> these uh, that was real cute. I like what you just did there. Like I that? like what you just Girl, did there. They call that a segue. That's a segue for you. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and get to these um, segments. And I always forget our order. Woman Crush Wednesday. Uh-huh. Get my life. Okay. Motivational quote. Go for is it. Is that what it is? All right. So our Woman Crush Wednesday is an amazing woman that I uh, stumbled upon by happenstance. I bought the July-August edition of ebony magazine and they are featured in the culture section they are featuring um miss aretha akile canyon and she is a 20 year old student who ran for political office in saint petersburg florida so a little bit about saint pete um definitely a tourist destination a uh a retiree destination so there's a lot of old white Republicans that live there. Um, But there's also Mm -hmm. a a very strong black community there that has been condensed due to gentrification, due to, um, you know, other populations moving in, starting 
companies, businesses, etc. Um, so I think that she's incredibly important to talk about. Um, so Aretha Akile Canyon isn't your average 20-year-old. Yes, running for political office during a time when most people her age are focused on college parties and graduation is a clue, but it is her intellect mm-hmm. and passion for the advancement of black people that complement her unique character and radicalism. Maybe it's the fact that her father, fellow activist Bruce Canyon, taught her about politics, social justice, and militant action before she could drive. Or perhaps it was growing up homeless that influenced her sense of awareness. Either way, the younger Canyon is is poised to take on her biggest challenge yet, um, which was persuading St. Petersburg, Florida residents to elect her to the city council uh, in late August, which uh, actually just happened on the 29th. Um, Her 10-point platform highlights the need to invest in economic development, public safety, gentrification, affordable housing, transportation, and single-member elections, which is different than the election Mm -hmm. system that they have right now. So... We are highlighting her because she is amazing. We, I could not find anything about if she won or not, but I, I hope that we would have heard if she did. Um, so even though she did not win, she still is paving the way for women who have dreamed about doing this but maybe thought that, you know, it's not attainable because she was a serious um, candidate at the time. So yeah. I think that she's the first person that's, that's put down that stone and that the next woman's going to come up and be less afraid to do it. You know what I mean? So she's Absolutely. awesome. I'm going to post about you her on girl. our Instagram and our Facebook just so that you can hear more about her platform um, and about the work that she's doing in the community because I'm sure she hasn't stopped. All right. You know? You know? So get my life time, though. Get my life. Um, I do remember my last get my life for once, but I haven't thought about the next one. To be honest, which what was your last one, and what have your updated? Up so oh, okay, we'll start with updates. So my last one was that I needed to um, get serious about headshots, um, and mm-hmm. being able to put that information on my website and um, a, a variety of other places. So I was able to meet a young photographer from the event that I did at Tila Studios a couple weeks a month a couple yeah. weeks ago. Um, so I connected with her and I was able to go ahead and set a date for the end of September. So I'm going to oh, be hey. on this like 30 day workout plan and this like skin regimen so I can be on fleek. <laughs> um, but I'm really proud of that because it's, it's about time I do it and get serious about it. Um, I do actually have a get my life for this month. Go for it. So, or this, this episode. So, as you mentioned before, you've got several passion projects, one of them being this podcast. I, too, have one passion project and a full-time job. I know that I don't spend enough time investing into this podcast. We really don't even try, to be honest. Like, what we do is we post on social media, we tell people about the podcast, and everything that we've generated, all these listeners, um, the feedback that we're getting on, on social media is, has just been organic, which is not yeah. to brag, but it's, it's, it's good, but I think that it could be so much more, you know, if we, I think That's that true. we started doing other stuff and this kind of got put on the back burner cause it runs itself yeah. as long as we record and, and post, you know? Right. I agree. So for my, get my life, we have talked about this several times and it may have even been again my life before, but I think that, um, I need to develop a serious social media strategy mm. to try to increase engagement, 
um, and get the word out about our podcast more because every time I tell people about it, they're impressed and they're interested in hearing more. I did a um, a panel a couple weeks ago and yeah. I mentioned about the podcast that, you know, I host, I'm a co-host to a podcast. It's about millennial women of color with non-traditional interesting jobs. And there was an audible, oh, you know what I mean? And, mm, and I thought to yeah. myself like, damn, people need to know about this, you know? That's so, true. That's true. So for the next two weeks, I personally, you know, with the consultation of you, my lovely co-host, <laughs> um, I would like to come up with solid media. I mean, we have ideas, but we have not been working a plan. You know what I mean? Yeah. So right. kind of compiling the ideas that we've had and putting it into an actual plan that we that is manageable for both of us and realistic, mm-hmm. but will also give us, um, you know, just expand the message that we have because people need to hear this. Nami, Nam Sam? Nam Sam? That's all I got. That's all I got. What about you, girl? Do you have, do you remember what your last one was? Do you have an update and do you have a next one? I don't remember what my last one was. I'm sure it had something to do with this money, like my finances or your side (laughs) projects. I can't remember either. Or my side projects. Do you have one for this episode? Yes. Uh, my get my life was going to be uh really like re uh really redevelop and reinvigorate re-energize my um my like self-care plan uh-huh, uh-huh. like my just consistent self-care plan uh-huh. um because i think i need to do a better job at you know making sure that i eat healthy mm-hmm. um there's so many times where i eat popcorn for dinner hmm. because I just don't, I like, I'm like, I don't feel like cooking. I don't feel like I'm just too tired to go out and grab something. I and feel ordering you. food is like hard in Mexico. I don't be knowing all the numbers and they, oh, yeah. they don't be speaking English and my Spanish isn't good enough for like certain food things. Right, so, right, 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 right. So it's popcorn. Um, yeah, so Dang. I was like, well, popcorn. <laughs> I know, right? It's sad. Don't make me laugh. <laughs> don't make me laugh. Go ahead. <laughs> um... So I'm going to do that, but I'm also going to invest in our updated media strategy. Cool. So maybe that can be our, our dual, um, get my life. Yes. Cause we really, we really started out gung ho and like really planning out stuff. And then once it started to kind of plan it, like do itself, we were like, get going. Eh, yeah, we got a little bit of time. <laughs> Let me start these other passion projects on the side. So, right. But Lifefield Podcast, you're our baby. You were in the works for so long, and legit, we you were. When did we start recording? Was I in Atlanta? No, you were still in uh, Florida. So that's been a long time because I've been here for the past like eight months. So we should be coming up yeah. on our one year soon. So we really need to start investing our time into making this mm-hmm. podcast what it really could be. But we thank all of you that are already listening um, and giving us your feedback. We really, really do. Please continue to do that and refer us, Mm -hmm. you know, our podcast to your friends as you already are. So are we ready for a quote? We are. Let's do it. So today our quote comes from, I don't know who created this, but it's being um, borrowed from mm-hmm. an Instagram account Come on, Boss Bay. Come on, Boss Bay. Boss Babe. Oh, Boss Babe or uh, Boss Bay? Boss Babe. Oh, okay, okay, okay. We all know Boss Babe. Let's um, hear what she got to yeah. say. Um, It's very short and sweet. Mm-hmm. And it just says, happiness is an inside job. Definitely. And 
I I really like that, particularly for this episode, because we've talking about talking about burnout mm-hmm. and self care and love. Um, and I think at the end of the day, like you know, we all want to be at a serene place and we want to be happy and content. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think so much of that really starts with you. It mm-hmm. you have to you have to find a way to push back on something that's encroaching upon your you know your ability to exist um happily at a peaceful yeah happily mm-hmm. and peacefully definitely um, comes and from whether within. yeah whether it's extra work uh whether it's family members who are you know negative or you know problematic mm-hmm. whether it's a relationship mm. whatever it is um we have to start within ourselves uh really deciding where where is our safe space where do we want to be yeah. uh, where's our happy place and creating and doing things that helps us to achieve those goals yeah and I, when i hear that i also think about like you know, happiness comes from within. It has nothing to do with what's on the outside. So you reaching all these goals or you, you know, getting that promotion and making a whole bunch more money, unfortunately, mm-hmm. is not going to make you happy. It'll give you a sense of accomplishment. Um, sure. And, you know, it might make you happy for a little while, but that's not what... Not in the long Yeah, happiness long doesn't run. come from the things that you can get. It comes from yourself deciding to be happy. Um, and I think that that's, that's a great quote. Thanks, girl. Absolutely. Um, so I think that we are all set for this episode of the Laugh Fail Podcast. We love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we will see you in a couple weeks. Bye. Ciao.